Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for starting the weekend with us here. At supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from, we appreciate all of our great listeners out there, especially our servicemen and women out there tuning in to us. We want to thank our sponsors out there at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru here in Starkville at Strange Brew Coffee House or at Brupolo there in Tupelo. It'd be sort of weird if Brupolo was what? In Belzona? Brewzona? You think? No, catfish capital of the South, the world, whatever it is. Well, wherever you are in our fine state, be it in the catfish capital or any other capital, you can grab some Strange Brew Coffee delivered right to your door. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and place your order. It'll be shipped right to you. Can we have some? Can we have some catfish K-Cups? That is maybe the grossest thing I've ever imagined. Not as gross as the uh, the Woody's chicken cake ups. Yeah, the, the the idea of 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 reconstituted fish is worse than chicken. I'm not going to lie to you. So just take the grease. We can you can just drink just, the, just grease. the grease. Just drink the grease. That sounds horrible. I won't. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> not a million dollar idea. No, no. It feels like that would get us sued too. Uh, anyway, College Corner collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find maroon and white merchandise that you can't find just anywhere else. You find it only at College Corner because they have the biggest and best selection in central Mississippi. Two two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, it's no longer Starville's newest Mexican restaurant, huh? I guess Chipotle opened today, but it is still the best one. Unique menu that you can't find, not in just in Starville, not anywhere else in Starville, but anywhere else, anywhere. There's just nobody doing tacos the way Humble Taco does. So the next time you're in Starville, the weather is great outside. Head over to the patio, order a margarita, order some chips and salsa, and order some tacos that you can't get anywhere else, only at Humble Taco. If you're looking for a great suggestion for lunch, let's go with Firehouse Subs. Just download the Firehouse Subs app, and they make it easy. You pick up your order within minutes, and you pile up reward points so that you're ordering, you're getting free sandwiches and quicker than just about any other app. So locations are in Starville and Oxford, Tupelo and Columbus, Flowood and Madison. Make it easy on yourself. Choose Firehouse Subs. Robbie Falk, just Hello. hours away from you're heading out, right, to the, the city of Dallas for WrestleMania 38. The city that never sleeps. I don't know if that's correct, but we'll we'll go with it. Uh, we will have a full on WrestleMania 38 preview in the second half of this show, so we will we will alert you to it. We will make you aware of it, and if you don't want to listen to that, 
you are welcome to tune to tune out. But it is don't worry. All who are triggered by wrestling, anytime wrestling comes on, I, I just can't. I can't listen to that. That's well, fine. You will be alerted. You will. You will have a trigger warning you, that you, alerts you that we're going to talk about it, and you can turn it off. Yes, you don't have to listen. So, but we thank you for listening to the show, regardless. Yes, we are going to start with baseball, though. Mississippi State heads to Arkansas for you know. It's crazy when you think about this series a year ago. It was the number one versus number two teams in the country at Diddy Noble Field. Arkansas came in here and, quite frankly, pushed Mississippi State around. I think there's a lot of similarities between what we saw last year here in Starville and what we saw last weekend in Oxford, where State and Ole Miss in those series, they got bullied. They got pushed around. And even on Sunday, both State and Ole Miss had an opportunity to win, but not really. Not really. And so and Brian is now predicting Ole Miss to win the national championship. I did not say that, nor would I ever. Um, that being said, th- it's kind of funny, Robbie. People, you know, when they talk about Arkansas, you know, we talked to Kendall Rogers earlier this week on Sports Talk Mississippi, and anybody talked to, oh, it's not the same as last year. It's not the same as last year. They're still number two in the nation. <laughs> yeah, they're not the same as last year, but they're still really, really a, a good baseball team. And Honestly, Robbie, they're a little bit like Mississippi State in that it feels like they've got some guys who are, are underachieving right this second, and once they get going, they, they could be a, a, a massive uh, uh, force to be reckoned with. I mean, they're only hitting 278 as a team. Um, that's, I mean, that's surprising. You think about Arkansas and, and what they've, they've done in the past and and, and and some of the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some of the uh, the stats they've put up, and you know they're just not doing it. Like Brady Slavens is a guy last year hit 284 with 14 bombs and led the team in RBI. He's hitting 187 this year. Um, Robert, yeah, what was it? Uh, what, wasn't it Bob Moore? Was it Bob Moore last year that was like really struggling at one point? And then yeah, just, and then he started to pick it up right right when they came to Starkville. He's only hit 272 though. Uh, and these these guys these guys are going to get it together. Arkansas is going to hit, and they're going to have some guys that can really pitch it too. Yeah, and another guy, Jalen Battles, only two seventy four. Leading hitter on the team is Michael Turner. Uh, he's hitting three sixty nine on the year, slugging six thirty one. Really good player, eight doubles, four home runs. Uh, the leading home run hitter is Braden Webb, who's only hitting two forty one, but he leads the team with five bombs on the year. Weekend rotation, it's, it looks like it's been the same uh, three, three guys all year long uh, for the Razorbacks in the weekend. That's Connor Nolan. I'm old enough, Robbie, to remember when Connor Nolan was the quarterback of the future for the Arkansas Razorbacks, for Brent Bielema and the Arkansas Razorbacks. Um, Is that the same guy? Yeah, absolutely it's really? the same guy. Uh, Hagen Smith and Jackson Wiggins. And it's kind of interesting. Like Their ERAs, not that any of them are terrible, but they they're progressively higher through the weekend. Nolan at three four one, Smith at three forty five, uh, Wiggins at three seventy one. But teams are only hitting one sixty one against Wiggins. Really good Sunday numbers for him. Three and one, four and one, four and zero oh are their records. Uh, all and how them, about this? All of them have thrown like around the same amount of innings. Too. You're absolutely right. Thirty four and a third for Nolan. Thirty one and a third. For Smith, 34 innings straight up for Wiggins. And their strikeouts are kind of similar, too. 47, 37, 37. Wiggins is a guy who will walk some guys. 19 walks on the year. Only 15 for Smith. Only 9 for Nolan. Nolan's turned into a really quality Friday night starter for Arkansas, which is interesting because I remember, you know, a couple months ago, I guess, when Peyton Paulette got hurt, 
there was a lot of, I don't know if Connor Nolan can fill that role. Well, he's done a fantastic job uh, thus far. We expect Mississippi State to go with the same rotation they have been of Preston Johnson, Parker Stinnett, and Kate Smith. That hasn't been officially announced. Arkansas hasn't been officially announced either. I'm just going off of what they've done um, all season long. No dominant – I mean, they've got good guys in the bullpen, don't get me wrong, but there's not a guy like there was last year in Kevin Cobbs, and I don't know that there will be for a long, long time. Their current closer is Cole Ramage, three saves on the year in 11 appearances, but a 5.4 ERA, 20 innings pitched, eight walks, giving up uh, 15 hits. Team's only hitting 200 against the Team's only hitting 223 against the Razorbacks altogether. And Robbie's favorite guy still on the roster, Marvel villain Zebulon Vermillion, 2-0 in the year, eight, eight uh, appearances, one save, 1.69 ERA. Team's only hitting 132 against him. He uh, does that, obviously, in between battling the Avengers uh, and siding with Thanos, does, does Zebulon Vermillion. So, yeah, I mean, th- this guy's been around for like six years. There's a lot of guys on this Arkansas team that people are just like, he's still there. Vermillion yeah. is definitely one of them for me. Uh, but so, but at the same token, so is so is Bob Moore, so is Slavens. I mean, and Nolan, like I said, Nolan was recruited in football by Brett Bielema, who got fired after the 2017 season. They're in their third. They're in their second coach since Brett Bielema. Their second football coach. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to give you an idea. Here, I mean, here's the thing. Last year, Arkansas's pitching was good, but they relied on one guy out of the bullpen. And maybe maybe a couple guys, but that's not completely fair. But had they had they lost that guy, they were going to be in a good bit of trouble. And Mississippi State kind of would have been the same way with Landon Sims. But the pitching staff is not just you know a, a group that you look at. That every single guy that they trot out there, you feel like you have no hope. I mean, Mississippi State can hit these guys if they're on. Um, and that's kind of the thing. I mean, State's going to have to hit. I'm looking at – this week I'm looking at Hunter Hines, Kellum Clark, and Luke Hancock. The ball really flies out of the yard to right field. And I'm looking at those three to drive the ball out of the yard. The, they need some big hits this weekend. You need Kellum Clark and Hunter Hines and Luke Hancock to hit some bombs this weekend. State's going to have to score runs, a lot of runs, to yeah. beat Arkansas in this series. Um, they might have to score a lot of runs just to win one game because you just I just do not feel safe with this pitching staff going out there against a, this lineup, which, like you mentioned, is, has not been world beaters so far, but this is where they swing the bats really well is in this park. They know this park. They know how they know where it travels. And um, they have some guys that are that that can swing it. I mean, you mentioned Braden Webb, he's hitting 241, but in his last eight games, he's batting five, 400. So uh, he, he's hot right now. These guys are starting to pick up the pace a little bit, and this is going to be a lineup that I think eventually is going to be really good. So my, my thing this week for Mississippi State, your starters have to go really deep in ball games, and you need really good starts from them. And you're going to have to hit the ball really well. Um, and, you know, looking at these, these three guys, you can, you can hit them. They're, they're not going to be guys that are just going to be completely unhittable. You don't see a, a 1-7 earn run average, a 1-5 earn run average in here. All these guys are giving up runs. Mississippi State is going to have to score some. So, like I said, I'm looking at those three guys that I mentioned that, that can drive the ball out of the yard to right field. 
I'm looking at them to have a big week because it just seems like the ball travels out to right there uh, yeah. fairly easily. Yeah, state's lefties definitely need to 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 do something this weekend. Could be a weekend where you're thinking along those lines, Robbie. Do you shuffle the outfield to try to get Von Siebert into the lineup? You could. You, you uh, absolutely could. Power back I mean, from the left side. I just I feel like Jess Davis is is starting to kind of pull it together at the I leadoff agree. spot. And you've been searching for somebody at that leadoff spot that's going to get on base. I mean, he's I think he's batting over 300 at this point. Um, so he's been okay. 297, uh, close enough. Okay, yeah. so he, he went under 300. But he's been okay as far as the hitting is concerned, but he's been getting on base. He's walking. He's been hit by pitch a couple of times, I think. He's been battling at, in his at-bats, and he's a threat to steal too. So um, he's going to need to have a good week. It, I, I look at like a first inning on Friday. Can you scratch across a run or two in the first? Mm-hmm. Can you get him on base – can Cam James get him over to third base and can Luke Hancock get a sack fly or something? Just something to break the ice for Mississippi State and that first inning to get them on the board and to get Preston Johnson confidence or Parker Stanett. They need to get runs early in ball games to have a chance, I think. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, a fast start, it sort of goes without saying, right? You want to, if you can get on the board early, it certainly doesn't hurt you. But for Mississippi State, a team that is, I don't know that struggling for confidence is the right word, but but they could use that boost of being up two nothing uh, at the end of the first, you know, going into the bottom of the first and giving the, the you know Preston Johnson a little bit of cushion to work with. I think these are going to be, you know, I, I've been saying that uh, these first two weekends of conference play, and I feel like it's it's going to be a broken record, but I feel like these are going to be high scoring games. These will all be games where the, both teams are probably over six seven runs, and it's just going to be who gets more. Uh, at the end. And you mentioned, you know, Hines and Clark. I mean, as good a left-handed, you know, duo as there is in the SEC in terms of power, you know, 16 home runs between them. State could, you know, needs them to continue. And then Hancock, just just such an anomaly right now. I know that he's a – I know that he is. You know, I know that he's a better hitter than this because I can see it in the stats. But – He's just not hitting well right now. So a couple of base hits early in this series maybe could spark him a little bit. So it's just crazy, you know. He's he's batting two fifty, but he like and he's he's walking a lot. Yeah, and he just never strikes out. So I mean, it just you would think it was with as as good an eye as he has. You know, he's walking. He's not striking out. He's putting the ball in play. You would think that those numbers would be higher than they are. Yeah. But it's just for whatever reason, it's just it's not happening uh, for him yet. But I, I feel like eventually it will. I mean, I, I think eventually he's going to be a guy that's batting two seventy five, two eighty consistently. I, I don't I don't know if we'll see him bat over three hundred. I just I don't I don't think it's going to happen at this point. Mm-hmm. But he's hitting two eighty five. Yeah, you're two eighty five, and you're and and you're walking at the rate that he is. He's not striking out. That's pretty strong. It's it's so funny to look. It's like you know, Cumbus is the second leading hitter on the team. He's hitting three sixteen, but he's only his OB, on base is only three forty seven. And why is that? Because he struck out uh, twenty one times and he was only walked four times. And then Man, his I, strikeout his strikeouts and walks are almost exactly opposite to. I'm just Hancock. about to say that Hancock is only hitting two fifty. 
his on base is 416 because he has 21 walks and only five strikeouts. I mean, it's literally the difference of one. So, Cumbus, yeah, comes next walk, he will have the exact same strikeout walk ratio as Hancock, but flipped. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty weird. It Pretty is weird, weird, man. Yeah. Baseball's weird. It's a hell of a game. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think Davis, he, 297. He's got five doubles on the year. He's slugging 432. His on base is 435. I, th- I think at this point, you sort of just got to go with him in the leadoff spot. You know, that said, you know, I understand that there's some there's some issues there with the lefties, uh, and 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 you're going to face one on Saturday uh, in Hagen Smith, but I feel like you, you may just need to let him work that out. I would rather let a 300 hitter work it out than let a then start a one one fifty hitter. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. And what do you do at shortstop? Well, that's the next question I was going to ask you. Is <sighs> It's so funny, right? They're both they're both right-handers. So there's no there's no righty-lefty thing to play here. Um, batting average and we talked about it the other day is not that different, right? Leggett's hitting 203, Forsyth's hitting 189. The difference is in slugging percentage. It's 407 to to 189. I I've mentioned this the other day. All of all of Forsyth's hits have been singles. Um, is grounded in yeah. He's grounded into two double plays on the year. Leggett is grounded into none. From a defensive perspective, Forsyth has one error on the year. Leggett has two. Yeah, it's not a, a massive. There's no there's no difference in the the fielding percentage versus batting average. It's about the same. It's about the same. But it's like you said, and I know you said this on your message board. Leggett at least gives you the opportunity of a guy who battles at the plate and is more likely to drive the ball into the outfield and get an extra base hit or a home run than Forsyth is. I just I understand Forsyth is really, really good defensively. But this is sort of like having a quarterback that can run a 4-3 but can't throw the ball 10 yards down the field. I mean, you just limit it. You can't have this guy as an automatic out in your lineup. I just And I know Leggett, again, I get it. I get it that Leggett's not hitting from a batting average perspective that much different. But I just feel better about Leggett in the lineup. I feel like you're just more likely to get something from him than you are from Forsyth. Yeah, I agree. And I understand what people are saying that are arguing uh, for Forsyth and, and they use the, the OBP and the batting average. But I think you have to look a lot deeper into that. Like you said, when Leggett comes up to bat, if Leggett came up to bat with a runner on second with two outs and they needed a big hit – I would feel infinitely more confident that he would get a hit over Forsyth. That's just where things are. I, I know that when Leggett comes to the plate, he is going to be aggressive. He's going to battle, and he's going to try to get Mississippi State a big hit. I'm not saying that Forsyth is not trying, but I feel that Leggett is more capable of getting that big hit than Forsyth is. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I've said what I would do. I would move – I would try to find a second base option, and I would move Jaeger to shortstop uh, because I just feel like Mississippi State needs more offense more than they do defense. But um, if you're going to go with those two guys, I think it's time to just go with Leggett and let it roll and, and use Forsyth late in ball games for you know defensive purposes if you need to or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
but <clears throat> I think it's just it's just time to stick with a guy and and, and stay. And, and look, if you if if you want to go with foresight, that's fine. Go with him. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's time. It's you're time at this to point in the season where you you've got to have your right. lineup set. The lineup needs to be set. Yeah, I agree. Because you're never they're they're never they're never going to be able to get com- comfortable in there. I mean, if Leggett's switching out. Um, you know, every game at some point with Forsyth, how is he ever going to get comfortable in the lineup? Right. right. So, yeah, you know, it's just – it's at the point now where I think you, you just got to stick with one guy there and and see how it goes. Give me your uh, players to watch, your playmakers from the from the field and from the uh, – on the mound. Um, my guy to watch is – I think I'm going to go with, uh, with Luke Hancock. We haven't been talking a whole lot about him – He's had a couple of big hits in the last week or two, a double in the gap or or something like that. I think this is a weekend where he breaks out a little bit. I think he's going to – I think, you know, he could send one or two out of the yard. He can have a big double down the line in right field that scores a run from first base or something. I think he's going to have some big hits or some big plate appearances this week to help Mississippi State win a game or two. Um, Pitching-wise, my, my – Guys, probably going to be. I think I need to go with somebody out of the bullpen. Somebody's going to have to come up big. I'm going to go with Jackson Fristo. I think Fristo could have found something the other night. His confidence. You're going to need him to nail down an inning late in the ball game this week that could keep the game where it is or win the ball game for Mississippi State. I think he's going to be able to come through. I feel like that's a bold prediction too because. We haven't seen him do that in a big game this year. Could be. I'm going to go – I think I'm going to go one of the big bats. I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go from the right side, though, to be honest with you. I think Cam James is starting to find a, a real groove here. Uh, had a good weekend last weekend, and now leading the team – or he's now second on the team in, in hitting. Um, I, I just feel like he's in a real groove, and – if we if we think Jess Davis is doing a good job of getting on, then James is going to have to be a guy that moves him, a guy that maybe drives him in. You know, that's what State needs to have happen. So I think Cam James is a guy to watch. I think the left-handed bats will be good this weekend, but we'll see what happens from the right-handed side. You can't you can't just rely on all your lefties. You don't have a whole a whole ton of them anyway. Uh, and then from the mound, I'm gonna go with Kate Smith. I, I really feel like State has maybe the best Sunday starter in, in the SEC. Smith has been really, really good this year, uh, and this will be a good opportunity. I, th- I think if State, I think State's gonna drop the first two and, and take the Sunday game. Is what my prediction is. I, I really do, but I think it's yeah, Kate Smith. That's, that's me too. Yeah, I think Kate Smith just gives State a chance to win every Sunday, and we'll see if they can find a way to find Friday and Saturday wins the rest of the year. Um, but I'm gonna go. That's that's where I'm going. I'm gonna go Smith for my my playmaker on the mound. And I'm gonna go a two out of three to Arkansas with the state getting the Sunday game. I agree. All right. So we'll see what happens there. Obviously, if state could somehow win two games, then we start talking about a whole different look to the season. But just getting a win here, again, just playing the grind game of don't get swept on the road, win your series at home all season long. And then if you can find a way to sweep one series at home, all of a sudden you're 16 and 14, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. So we'll see what happens there. I, I believe if State wins this series somehow, yeah, Sunday or whenever we talk again, we're going to be having a much different conversation about Mississippi State. Right. Um, that's, that, that's how 
close things are, I think, for Mississippi State. But right now, there's just there's there's not a whole lot of optimism for State's postseason as far as hosting or anything like that um, with this team. But that could change in a hurry if they somehow get it together and um, and, and win this weekend. There you go. There you go. All right, let's move on to the second half of the show, which we already told you what that is. It's brought to you by friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. If you're cooking out this weekend while the states are trying, while state is trying to cook the hogs, maybe you should be cooking some beef, some steaks, some burgers, whatever it is you're looking for. Beef is the answer. If you're looking for recipes, you want to go to msbeef.org. They've got plenty of them right there, plus a lot of great information about your beef producers here in the Magnolia State. Whatever you're looking for, beef makes it delicious, and it's always good for you, too. Beef is what's for dinner. That's from our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. If you're looking for a place here in Stoffel to watch games this weekend or just have a good time, man, Two Brothers is the, is the best. Also, you know, we don't ever bring this up, I don't think. We, we may have mentioned a couple times, but, you know, on Friday and Saturdays after the, the, the kitchen closes, that place turns into one of the best bars in Starkville as well. And it's just a great, you know, they got live music and they got DJs from time to time. So, you know, if, if you're, you know, not if it's not just all about, you know, the food there, it's all about the good time you can have when you go to Two Brothers. But that being said, the food is outstanding. So I would recommend it quite highly. Head over to the Cotton District and grab some smoked Southern soul food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. It's a really simple plan for you at Advantage Business Systems. They keep it really easy. They make you give you great products and they give you great service. And I know everybody says that, but not everybody delivers the way that Advantage Business Systems does, especially when we're talking about service. When you're dealing with a big box office supply company, you're kind of at their mercy, man. You know, they'll get to you when they get to you. They are a big national chain and they don't understand local customer service the way they do at Advantage Business Systems. Advantage Business Systems is a Mississippi business. They have a Mississippi phone number. You talk to somebody in the state of Mississippi when you deal with them, and they can be helping you out within 24 to 48 hours just about every single time. That's the difference that Advantage Business Systems provides. It's like doing business with your next-door neighbor. The number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. This is the portion of the show where if you are not a fan of professional wrestling, you should turn it off right now. This is your last chance. The next words I speak after this sentence will be wrestling related. All right, we're going to start with the day one look at the card. Obviously, again, it's a, a two-day show. Are you going to both days, I assume? Yes. So you, you got about 10 hours of wrestling in Poor a 48-hour period. Poor Becky. Oh, your wife, what, a, what an angel. What a patient woman. This is her third WrestleMania. She's a better woman than, than most, I'll tell you that. All right. The Raw Women's I, Championship. Hey, I, and, and, you know, Saturday – they're having NXT in Dallas too. Yes. And I almost booked that. And I was like, there's no, I, I can't. Yeah. No. That's going to be on one day. That's going to be like eight hours hour. of wrestling. I can't, I can't force. Becky you to could, do that. but I could do it. Could. I could very easily do it, but so, all right. The raw women's championship on the line, Bianca, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. I saw where she cut, by the way, I, I think I should, I should make, make clear, make a, one thing clear, and Robbie knows this. I don't watch WWE anymore. I'm done with WWE. 
I, but I watch do. WrestleMania because it's like the Super Bowl. You know, it's just that it's just a spectacle. So I know enough about what's going on though to talk about it. But you should know most of these. I don't I know, think yeah, I know every name I've you. seen so far. I know who they are. Um, so Becky Lynch is the champion. Uh, Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. Like, I don't know why I keep screwing that up. Uh, the challenger. Uh, this is you know a rematch from I guess they're trying to get back to what SummerSlam last year, where mm-hmm. Lynch returned to action and then squashed Belair, which was just ridiculous. This feels like the the challenger's going over, right? Yes, this is going to be Belair's moment. Yeah, and I'm a huge Bianca Belair fan, by the great, way. Great, great, great athlete. Great former great Tennessee athlete. track star. Yeah, she's an incredible athlete. Great personality, great gimmick, and I, you know, I I love Becky Lynch too. So I, I was a little torn on that SummerSlam deal, but this it's time for Bianca to have her her big moment. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. WrestleMania, with that. I think that's going to happen. I agree. The Miz and Logan Paul versus the Mysterios. In case you oh. aren't aware, Dominic Mysterio, who once was the subject of a custody letter on a ladder match. Um, is now a a WWE superstar. Uh, And he and his dad have been sort of teaming up against The Miz. So The Miz brought in the big gun, Logan Paul, YouTube star turned boxer. Because that's what people want to see. You can can hear my disdain for WWE. I don't know why. Um, I, I always feel like when they have these kind of matches, the 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 superstar the 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 out of WWE superstar always is going to be on the winning side. Those guys don't come in to lose. Yeah, and we, we have another one of those coming up on day two. We so do get ready for that. We technically have three, but the, they're not going to they're not going to squash the uh, the celebrity. No, it's just not going to happen. So it, yeah, it, be- they'll cheat. They'll cheat somehow. Yeah, Maurice will come out there and hit somebody with a high heel shoe or something. Yes. All right. Um, and that's that's what's going to happen in that. We're both taking the Miz and Logan Paul here. Seth Rollins against mm-hmm. TBA. So, TBA so is going to pitch for Mississippi State at some point this weekend. Yeah. So this is Actually, one of those I think TBA is going – TBA is transferred to Ole Miss this weekend. So. That's true. So this is one of those things, right? Seth Rollins is one of the top five wrestlers in the world right now. Everybody knows he's going to go to WrestleMania. And yet they've made this whole storyline about him trying to go to WrestleMania. Like, he wasn't going to go the whole time. This is the spot where everybody thinks that Cody Rhodes is going to show up and wrestle him. There's been some a lot of smoke this week that this could be Shane McMahon returning to the WWE, which would be ridiculous. I mean, he was just let go a couple of months ago, and now he's, he's back. But whatever. Who do you think it's going to be? And then from there... Who do you think is going to get the win? I, I'm I think they're going to swerve here and go opposite Cody Rhodes. So Shane, I, I think I I don't know, but I just have a feeling that it's not going to be Cody Rhodes because everybody's saying it's going to be Cody Rhodes. The other name that like I Vince seen. like Vince is Vince wants to do that to swerve everybody. Right. right. The other name and, I've seen a bunch is the amateur wrestler Gable Stevenson, who could maybe turn professional now. I, I could see that. And that'd be interesting. Um, that's the guy who 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 would see a guy making his debut like that at WrestleMania. That's a that's a that's a huge spot. But B, I mean, he has to win, right? Yeah, 
Like if it's, yeah, if it's I'm, I'm really interested to see how this how this goes. Like, what's the what is the story with Rhodes and Rollins? There isn't one. There's no story. So like, what? Like you just go in there and fight randomly? Like what? WWE didn't put a storyline together. What? To me, I've to me, I have an inkling that that Cody is going to come back on Raw on Monday. It makes more sense to do that, and and honestly, and to start him off, obviously he'll be in the ring, but to start him off, he's he's taken a, a, a an executive position. Yeah, and and nobody likes him. Yeah, because he's got to come in as the bad guy. I think. Right. Oh, he absolutely has to be the heel. If he comes out tomorrow and fights Rollins or Saturday and fights Rollins. It is going to be a complete face turn for Seth Rollins. Agreed. Which might be what they're trying to do. And yeah. I think they're going to push Seth Rollins into uh, a, a feud with Roman Reigns for the title. I agree. That's that's where I think it that's appears our, I think he's going to be massive monster face versus monster heel. I think our, our pipe dream of The Rock is not going to ever happen. What if Seth Rollins fights The Rock? Well, that's that's probably unlikely too. I think Seth Rollins goes over here unless it's Shane, and in which case Shane would go over. Yeah, unless God forbid he ever lose. All right, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Oh, oh my God! I mean, this is a, I can't be. I I mean, I might be more excited about the Miz, Logan Paul versus the Mysterios over the Corbin. I, I I'm feel so. Bad. I, I've never gotten on board with with Baron Corbin. Yeah, and then they Talented switched to wrestler, this. I think, but they just can't make it work. They switched to this, and I, I really don't like this. I'm sure Madcap Moss will be at at ringside too. <laughs> the one thing I do like about Corbin, I don't know if I'm sure you've seen this, but no one has ever. It's sort of he, he has he and Kenny Omega are sort of the same thing. No one has ever kicked out of End of Days. No, it's never happened. So and, and I feel so bad for Drew McIntyre, man. He had his he he had that huge moment at Royal Rumble, yeah, in 2020, yeah, and then the world completely shut down. Yeah. And he had the he had to he got to win the title in WrestleMania in front of no one, in front of no one. And then last year, I thought they were going to let him, you know, win it and and have his moment in front of the crowd, and he didn't. He lost to Lashley. So and now he's in he's on the card with Happy Corbin, yeah, walking around with a sword. Yeah, good time. And threatening people with a freaking sword. Yeah. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship, the Usos versus, I love Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura. First off, Shinsuke Nakamura, one of the most wasted talents. In Underutilized. The- I, I can't believe. But Boogs is hilarious. I'll give him that. Um, that said, I, I can't see them making the, the switch here. I think the Usos win. Yeah, I think so too. They and they got to keep them kind of at the top of the yeah. tag team division yeah, with life. Roman. Yeah, the SmackDowns Women's Championship. So both of the big women's matches are on Saturday. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. I mean, I think we all know, right? Charlotte. Hey, I mean, uh, Ronda's going. Ain't win no this. way Ronda Rousey's losing. No chance. No, they they brought her back. She came back to win a title. She's gonna yeah. she's gonna hold a belt. She's not gonna be just you know undercard. Charlotte's going to break her dad's record, though, of most world titles. I was at – that's probably why they're making her lose here. Yeah. Um, I was at the last WrestleMania when Ronda made her debut, and I had – as she had she made her debut with Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle, right? Yeah. I had flashbacks to Kurt Angle coming into wrestling. Yeah. 
because she was just so good. I mean, I was, I was kind of shocked at how good she was, how comfortable she looked out there. Mm -hmm. So I think this is going to be actually a really good match. It should Um, be. And, and Charlotte can definitely carry her a bit too. So on this first, on this first night, I'm looking forward to the two women's matches more than just about anything. Yeah, the, the 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 Rollins match. If it's Cody, it'll be a good match. Those two guys can go. Very intrigued with that because Rollins is so good, and I think just about anybody that they put out there with him. I, I think even if a Shane, it'll be it'll be entertaining. Yeah, yeah. And then, not technically listed as a match, but Stone Cold Steve Austin, most famous for blocking me on Twitter, will appear on the KO show hosted by Kevin Owens. This will obviously turn into a squash. Austin's will beat up o- Owens badly, and that's how you're going home with the big pop for Stone Cold. So he's going to do – he'll do the Luthes press. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll uh, you know, throw him into the turnbuckle and just stomp a mud hole in him, and then he'll give him the stunner. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're expecting here? I mean, and then he'll drink some, some, uh, some beers. Well, I think he'll, that's bad. He'll drink he'll, some broken – He'll, he'll drink some, some beers. He, he will drink some Broken Skull IPAs. Yeah. Can you imagine chugging chugging IPAs like that? No, I he, I think it would just be some 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 Miller Lights or something or whatever. No, are. it's it's going to be the IPAs because that that's what Kevin Owens they were throwing to Kevin Owens the other day. Oh, okay. and that's what they're they're really pushing that out there to market. Right, yeah. Well, he I think he just put a new beer out. That's that's like a, a more of like a pilsner. I thought it was that. The IPA is what he already had. Yeah, but they haven't really pushed it like they okay. have now. Okay. I think he's. I think they're really pushing that. I think that's what he's going to be drinking. That's, that'd be a seventy-five twenty-five spill to drink ratio. I mean that that's the, that's what we're talking about the most here because I I just don't expect Stone Cold to deliver us a a uh, Dave Meltzer five star match here. No, this would be about a six minute deal where he just beats the hell out of Kevin Owens. Owens will have a couple of spots and then that'll be that. So so and that's that, Saturday. Uh, so that they've marketed this like it's a show, but the whole time they're talking about beating each other up. Yeah, I don't understand. That. Just make it a match. Why? Why are we making it a show? You, both guys have talked about I'm going to beat the other dude senseless. So why are we? Why are we marketing it as the KO show? Just make it a match. Some of this stuff just doesn't make any sense to me. Some of it doesn't make sense. Okay. Is it? By the way, is this the last thing? Of the night? Uh, I don't know. The way they've got these listed, I can't really tell. I think that Lynch and Bel Air, I, I don't know. There's no way Stone Cold's not going on last, right? Yeah, I mean, that's... In Texas, that he's got to go on last. I mean, I assume we're looking at the same thing on CBS. Yeah, so I, I think Lynch uh, and Bel Air might be the second to last match. Yeah. So, all right. I'm going to go back to front then, looking at the CBS thing, because there's no way what they have first isn't the, the main event. So Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Ugh. I mean, I understand they're trying to get Omos over, but <laughs> what, what are we doing here? Uh, just like Drew McIntyre, poor Bobby Lashley. I mean, those two yeah. guys were at the top of the card, and look what they're doing at WrestleMania this year, man. I mean, that, it's like they just threw this WrestleMania together. Is it? Is that what happened? I don't know. Just how do people watch this? How do y'all still watch this? I, I fast forward through most of it. The only thing I really watch now is if I know it's going to be a really good match or yeah. like promos. I yeah. watch those. 
I, w- I watch AEW. That's that's how I live. I don't fast forward through anything hard no, on AEW. I don't no. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Championship, RK Bro, which of course, if you don't know, is uh, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. They'll take on it's a triple threat match versus the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. Uh, feels this like, will be a good match. Be a good match. I feel like that the, the belts are coming off the champs here, right? I don't know, man. I don't. I can't. I don't know if I could see. I mean, Street Profits maybe, but they haven't really been. I think the Academy's winning this one. I, I think that that could happen too. They've been pushing the Academy a little they're, more. They're ready for the Orton Riddle feud too. I think Street Profits. They just felt like they needed to put them in somewhere, so they threw them into. Yeah, that's I that's what I've gathered from this. I they haven't really been in the middle of this feud. Yeah, with Alpha Academy. All right, Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Yes, Johnny oh. Knoxville of Jackass. So this will be a quick match that Johnny Knoxville wins. Sammy, Sammy Zayn, one of the best wrestlers on the planet, mm-hmm. is going to lose to 175-pound Johnny Knoxville, mm-hmm. who's somewhere in his 40s, late 40s at this point in life, maybe 50s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sammy, get out of there, Sammy. Go to AEW. Get out of there. Uh, another, Vince McMahon has made this guy a joke. Yes. Yes, 100%. Uh, we got another one of these matches, kind of. Pat McAfee, who, of course, is, you know, uh, WWE commentator, but, of you know, of course, more famous for being a, the punter for the Indianapolis Colts and then his very popular podcast. He'll take on Austin Theory, who has been sort of like the next big thing for, for WWE for a little while here. He's sort of. Yeah, he Vince McMahon took him under his wing a little bit. So that has me. This this is one where I'm not a hundred percent sure who's going to win. I think I think McAfee should lose, but I could see him saying, "Why would I wrestle if I'm going to lose?" I want to see McAfee more in the ring. That he had a match in NXT, the only match we've seen him wrestle, and he was athletic as all get out. I mean, I was shocked. Uh, so I'm I'm really interested to see how this plays out. Um, but I would love to see McAfee in a like a managerial role or even like a part-time wrestler or something. I think he would be really good. Yeah, I think he'd be really a really good heel. But it's just it's hard. Oh, he's for great. People. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard for this fan base to hate the guy because he's so entertaining. Yeah. The women's tag team championship. I guess this is the one. The uh, oh, I guess there's only one. Okay, yeah. Uh. Queen Zelina and Carmella, who are the champions. Naomi and Sasha Banks is in a tag team championship match. Versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. This is a a cool-down match. Yeah, this this is the match between Reigns, Lesnar, and and probably Edge Stein. Edge, yeah. I I couldn't be... I could care less who... There's no no reason for me to be hyped up about this. I I figure... Yeah, Queen Zelina... Yeah, is now in and out of a fake English accent. Whenever well, she's pulling the, she the talks. King Booker. I, I can't. I can't yeah. do it. I, I can't do it. We'll go with a. Uh, we'll, we'll go with who cares. Edge I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to say probably the champs probably um, retain, or Natalia and Shayna Baszler, yeah. or or maybe Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. I don't think it's going to be Sasha and Naomi because no. I think they need to filter Sasha back into the regular the singles, roster. Yeah. Edge versus AJ Styles. This should be an outstanding wrestling match. This should be the best match of the of the two day period. 
Yeah, it's gonna. This is a sneaky good match. I, That's I not really, even sneaky I good. I mean, these are these two guys can go. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's sneaky because nobody's really talking about it. Mm-hmm. They're talking about Reigns and Lesnar and some of these other. Th- this seems to me like it's gotten buried a little bit. I love heel edge, just so good. Yes. All right. And then Haines the big music and all that. I mean, it, yeah. this is going to be great. And then the big one: Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. This is is this is it a title versus title match? Is is the winner going to get both belts? Unification. Yeah, they're going to make one belt. That's finally ne- that's needed to happen for a long, long time. Yeah, Reigns is winning this match, in my opinion. He is. Um, I He's think. Keep I the think you're going. Yeah, I think th- there's no reason uh, Brock is in and out. Um, Roman is the staple of the company right now. He is the best at what he does. Probably better than just about anybody in the in the wrestling world right now. This is as good a heel run as anybody's ever had. I mean, it, he is fantastic. incredible. That being and, said, and, and now his time run of Lesnar has been so good. He's been yes. really good, like funny, and yet I'll kill you. It's I cool. enjoyed the I enjoyed the chicken crap he'll move from Roman the other day too. Yeah. When he was like, I, if, if Lesnar was here tonight, I was going to kick his butt. I, I would, I was going to take no prisoners. And then Paul Heyman goes, Oh my God, he's coming. Yeah. And he's like, what? You said he wasn't I coming. It. I love it. Th- this uh, is going to be a great match too. I think. When does reigns lose a belt? When does it next year at WrestleMania? SummerSlam. I, I think it's going to be to Seth Rollins eventually. But when? I think that I, I don't know. I mean, do you, do you do another year of him trying to avoid Rollins? I, I think know. SummerSlam is is going to be when that comes to a head because you're running out of guys to feed him. Uh huh. So yeah, I think I think Rollins. I think he and Rollins are the next thing, and it's going to be uh, a big thing about the Shield Brotherhood breaking apart and stuff like that. I and I agree. So we'll see. All right. Should be a fun card. I'll be watching. Robbie will be there. Good stuff. If you stuck with us this long, we appreciate it. If not, we understand. We'll be back with you on uh, – so I guess you'll be gone Sunday, so I'll do a pod either without you or just I'll find somebody else. I don't know. And uh, we'll get it figured out. You got have fun. Enjoy yourself in, uh, in Dallas. And uh, I will see you when you get back. Talk to you guys all again on Sunday. We'll recap Mississippi State, Arkansas, plus talk some other stuff. Another week of uh, thunder and lightning coming your way. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm. I'm Brian Haydad. He's Robbie Falk. We'll talk to you again very, very soon. Talk Mississippi Media Production.